Thanks for tuning in to the Triple Drain Pinball Podcast. This is episode number 46. I am Joel Engelberth with my co-captain, as always. Scott Larson. I'm Grant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, do our intro now. No? Yeah. Go go for it. You got (laughs) it? Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, you do ours. Yeah. Oh, uh, Tom, what do you have to say? <laughs> I got a lot. I know to there's say. always a screw up at the I got beginning. A lot to say. <laughs> there's always a screw up, and then Joel's like, "Never mind, I'm starting the show." So yeah, 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 yeah. We do have a big deal, though. Yes, right. Yes. We have a big the dildo. last package. No, oh, well, yeah. yeah. Oh wow. We have, <laughs> we have the last package from Spooky. Big, big package. Big package. Yeah, okay, so, okay. Yes. They sent us a package, and it clearly stated, "Do not open it." until after they release the game. So all the content creators got all these packages. We got ours too. We had to wait till the podcast, but we got it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. This, I'm excited too. I what do you know guys think it is? Do you want to know right now? Show what the box. Show how big it box? is. Show us the box. box. Ooh. Oh, from, from Spooky Best It even says... With the hearts, yeah. Or the roses. Wow. Okay. Especially that's for just, you. I, that's so oh, creepy. creepy. I don't think it's especially if it's from like Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, I think it's meat in there. from Texas Chainsaw. What's in the box? Wait, okay, so we'll get... When we talk about Spooky, are you saving it for then? Is that the? Is that your... No, your, we'll do it right your, after the no, intro. No, we're doing it right now. Oh, we're actually playing... I wasn't planning on playing the intro. No. I just thought, you know, out of respect. Oh, that's true. Because this is a crossover episode. I'm telling you right now, I'm too lazy to mesh. So it's like multiverse. We're yes. both on Triple Drain and Loser Kid at the same time. Yeah. yeah. We're five guys that like to talk work, pinball. Have you ever watched TV? With a clever name. <laughs> it's just all that means Joel is... Scott, Travis, it, Tom, Pinball. <laughs> my whole effort, guys, has finally paid off. The end mm-hmm. of 2023. I've tried to get on Loser Kid now for like five years straight. <laughs> and finally, we're just meeting in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like the yeah. little... Ori- so you want me to open this now then? Well, yeah. here. So okay. what I will okay. say is for this is a this is how good we are at intros. If if this is if you're listening to this on the Loser Kid channel, Tom, Travis, and myself, we are Triple Drain. We're Triple Drain. You'll find us on TPN or vice versa. If you're hearing this on the Triple Drain uh podcast, Loser Kid is on Scott and Josh with Loser Kid. Same episode, two places. If you really love us, feel free to listen to it in both spots. <laughs> but uh, but welcome. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's a fun episode. We just wanted to team up and chat it up a little bit here at the end of the year, give everybody something fun to listen to over holiday breaks. So, Travis, please open right. the box that Quick Spooky has guesses. sent you. Quick guesses. What could be in the box? Uh, I think hear. it's the twirly chainsaw guy. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah, Leatherface. Well, it's not dripping, so I'm not going to say mystery meat. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be creepy. Okay, we're going to open it. Oh, it's a piece of paper. Oh, Ooh, maybe like a design oh of the play field. Maybe, oh, yeah. maybe, maybe it's a treasure. Some sketches? Hunt. I don't know. Okay. Is it a recipe? Is it a recipe? it's michael myers flipping off it's michael myers (laughs) flipping off i thought we weren't talking about halloween anymore yeah 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 yeah. um that is a solid bit entirely created by travis murray the one the only wearing the fake trees sweater yeah nice (laughs) yeah man seriously so what best thing uh, ever fantastic so there have there's been a lot that's happened over the last few weeks and uh one of the comments that i love reading is the fact that the majority of 
people that podcast only shill. We only speak positivity. And and we get money. We get money. And we get money. And we get a lot of cutbacks because clearly what we say impacts sales. So if we help sell games, then, you know, clearly we're all getting checks. Um, I'm quitting my job next week. Yeah. Yeah. Tom and I are out of medicine. (laughs) We're done. So it's just so lucrative. It it was comical, at least in the conversation in the background, because we're like, what are you talking about? Like, we don't, Halloween is a perfect example of a game that I'm pretty confident all five of us said our opinions on, and they yeah. weren't particularly positive. Um, yeah. Oh, you, you know? remember Multimorphic Gate? Ooh, that yeah. was like Ooh. two years ago now. Talking about that, American Pinball has kind of been GTF. We were all hyped on GTF, and now we're kind of, uh, well, we all, when we talked about Texas afterwards, Texas, we're like, hey, how was that tank? <laughs> how was yeah, that yeah. tank on everybody? Well, not only um, that, look at an Expo. Like, Expo, we walked away from that. How many, I haven't heard a positive thing about Turner Pinball or about yep. or about Pinball Adventures or, like, yep. I don't mm-hmm. know how we're shilling for them. I, it's, yeah. it's the eye of the beholder. And, what about um, Stern? The messaging any... that goes out. That's, I uh... haven't said very positive things about Venom. Oh, I heard Venom is just flying off the shelves thanks to us pinball <laughs> podcasters. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's why we haven't got our checks because we're not. Oh, yeah, yeah, because we're not doing Venom our hasn't. Mm. You four bozos need to help me sell more Venoms. That's <laughs> what it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm such a shill that they took clips of my stream. Stern took clips of my stream and used it as marketing material. Yeah. Did I get a All check? Right. No, no. <laughs> I'm not getting anything. Hey, tra- so, Travis's translate yeah. wasn't even signed. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh, we're already yeah. going there. Yeah. Well, so for the listeners, I don't know if you guys remember this on All Access for Stern. This happened like two and a half years ago, March yeah. of 2021. They put it out, the Iron Maiden Pro Translite signed by, I guess, Elwin and the team. Mm-hmm. Right, Scott? Yep, so yep, I'm not yep. memory holding this. Like, no, I no, no. It. It, and I still have it un, yeah. unopened. So I was surprised when I heard that Travis opened his <laughs> and found nothing. I was like, it's just a translate. I'm no looking I'm like, where the F is yeah. Keith? Like, it was just Michael signature? Myers flipping you yeah, off. That's was, really yeah. okay. It was Keith Elwin. It was Keith Elwin with an Iron Maiden hat flipping you off. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. So I paid over. God knows how much that was at the time. Hundred plus dollars. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't too crazy, but like, it was. You were it paying was supposed to be for the game room. Yeah. yeah. So I've had it in this in the tube for two and a half years. <laughs> and I was waiting until mm-hmm. I got settled in. I was yeah. going to put it up. I was all excited, and it's not there. <laughs> I'm just well, like, we, what has happened here? We should probably try to see if Josh and Scott can get it signed by Keith, because I'm pretty yeah, that, confident that after nice. our last episode, Keith might just be done. <laughs> he might be done with us. He might be or, done with, or with Dribble Drain Pinball. I know yeah. you guys are listening. Please help me <laughs> yeah. get my translate yeah. signed yeah. by the team. I paid yeah. for it. Yeah. That's yeah. actually why we're doing a double crossover. Yeah, exactly. We're like, we really, you know what, Travis, I will sign your Iron Maiden. Um, Thank you. Translate. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, no, uh, another random side note here last week's or last last episode of triple drain was a uh a malfunctioning mess uh in regards to travis which is a normal episode but it I was it extremely went, right? it was it was a whole nother level and honestly you know the silver lining of that is tom shined tom yeah. graf was on his a plus game he crushed it him and keith mm-hmm. could have just they were just hitting it off. Well, I mean, what what people don't realize, Joel, because mm-hmm. I didn't realize none of my video came through at the end <laughs> that I was sitting there the whole Naked. entire backside of the episode. Like, yeah. no, I was on the screen with them. They just couldn't hear me because yep. I was so delayed, but I was there. And so instead, mm-hmm. it's just a static image 
It's just perfect. Either. It was I a did. good. Hey, Joel, I did the bus everything was I could. Just you waving to us. Mm. Yeah. Hey, so I was on the roof. On the roof. <laughs> I went <laughs> down the street. I went to the garage. I went to the porch. The, yeah. the only thing Travis saw was at the end of the porthole, them looking down saying it rubs the lotion on the skin. Yeah. I say the reason your guys' numbers are so high, it's because Travis has become a betting game. I don't know if you know this in the background. We've got a pool going. Yeah. So the people at five minutes or less with El Gato No Signal, El Gato no out. Signal uh, yeah. that's a pretty big chunk of people leaving or getting knocked out in the first five minutes. Mm, yeah. Ten minutes is coming up. So, you know, we'll, we'll see well, what happens. He said he said he might have finally installed the utility he needs. I think I did it correct. Ooh, so nice. we will know. We the will know in the next 20 out. minutes. It's 30 minutes. Right at 30 minutes is when it shuts out. Right. It's so, but hey, okay. Well, enough of the backstory of this mess. Um, yeah, Let's talk about another mess. Another good transition, nice Travis. Transition. Look at that. Twippies, Twippies. It's uh, we were recording this on Friday morning. Um, Will with the Twippies just put out a statement that essentially there will not be a live show at TPF. So there is no live show, cer- live ceremony for Twippies at TPF. Um, I think the plan is they're still going to do it. It's still going to be online voting. I think that voting opens next week. They're still online voting. Now, how they're going to share those results, whether or not it's a, a film segment or maybe a live uh, table read stream, kind of like what Zach and Greg did the first two years of the Twippies. Don't know. We'll have to wait and see on that. Um, and then, well, we'll just start with that. So thoughts. Can <laughs> thoughts. I go? Well, ahead, I, want, I want to give a quick thought on, on this because I want to preface this too. I don't know why this really hasn't been discussed. I did get permission to talk about this and you guys know about this in the background. Um, so originally, before everything was shut down, um, there were, I think this is what fed into the decision as well. There was a private message sent to the TWIP committee, or TWIPI, because TWIP and TWIPI are very much separate reading this, uh, this thing. But um, there was a message from a private chat about uh, a plan to have, have Chris win the award, like they were going to strive to have Chris, we're talking about Canadian's Pinball Podcast, Chris to, to win the award. And make sure that Colin handed him the award cam is like, I'm rubbing it in your face. Uh, and then one of his followers had said, Be careful. I know. Had just said, just stab him when he does give you the award. And so I think that played into this. Um, I think that's another reason too. Like when them, when like it all got shut down, like when the content creator stuff, it got pushed to the side. I actually didn't hear this from the TWIP committee. I had heard from other sources too. There was then a plan to, to hurt Colin coming up. And so... I think this was part of the reason why they're like, you know what, we're we're just not going to do a live show, and and we're just going to record this because it it just it's getting out of control, and, and uh, that's personally me. If you haven't listened to the Eclectic Glamours podcast, their last episode, it perfectly articulated all of this. Um, I know that they knew about this in the background. They were trying to dance around it without releasing this information, but like I said, I did I did get permission to talk about this, and so um, I don't know. I think. I think this is why this is why we're pulling the plug. It's not it's not because of a particular podcast or whatnot. It's because there's some crazies out there. And, and I I have kids. I wouldn't want to go to one of these award shows and, and not come home to my kids. Yeah, yeah it's well, the, people are just getting riled up. They obviously have nothing better to do at this point. It's just yeah, it's too much toxicity around it. And I mean, everybody knows how I feel about award shows for us. Like I think all of us content creators are knuckleheads 
except for yeah. Tom. Tom's a beauty, but <laughs> the rest of us, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I've never understood award shows for us. And it's always been odd to me that we're attached to the same thing that manufacturers that are multi-million dollar companies are attached to the same exact award show. But you know, like, like I told you guys before too, like I try to see it from both ways as well, why people are fully into this. And that's perfectly fine for a lot of people. This could be their world championship, yeah. you know, and that's, that's perfectly fine too. But yeah, there's definitely a line that gets crossed <laughs> when you start threatening that type of stuff, that's fully crossing a line and you got to take every, every threat seriously. Like mm. you just, you have to, and that's yeah. just, sadly, that's the way the world works today. Yep. Yeah, no, I think um, I think the last thing that TPF wants, the Twippies want, really anybody in, in pinball wants is an award show where you're trying to celebrate the good or the, the exciting, the, the great in pinball, um, the best of the best in pinball that somehow <laughs> results in violence or uh, aggression or, you know, um, some sort of protest or whatever like well, it's, it's, just... it's not even that it's it's on top of that it's that the drama outside of it exceeds like the actual award show oh yeah, yeah. you know what i mean it's so niche down too there's there's only a small percentage of us that are even aware of the show hmm. there's even a smaller percentage of us that even care about the show yeah. even want to go you know what i mean it's niche down so much so it's like why go through that headache? Because it's not easy putting on the shows either. You, you know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah, it takes yeah. a lot of effort to do that. So it's kind of just weighing your return. Well, the right? nice part your is your return like, on your time. Twippy's actually like posted all their results for years now, and they switched from actually how many votes were being published to a percentage thing. But the last time they published votes, there was a total of twenty eight hundred votes for the biggest category. And that's total. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that's small in pinball. I, I just yeah. Give, giving you a uh, just giving you a snapshot onto sales. The vast majority of people who buy pinball machines or play pinball machines have no idea that this like niche content creator stuff is even possible. Yeah, and so like they yeah, they don't know. A lot of them just buy stuff and okay, just think about this way. How many of you? I'll just pick out a random random man. How many of you know Def Leppard? or know their songs. Okay. Yeah. Everybody. Right. Okay. How many of you are members of their fan club and get emails and updates about what the band's doing right now? Okay. I don't Very know. small. Right. And so no. ju just think about that in percentage of how many people actually are playing pinball or associated with pinball versus even invested in. I don't want to undermine because I, I think it is valuable to say, Hey, we recognize in this niche, that there is a winner and there's someone who is who is putting out stuff that is helping the uh, helping the industry or helping our entertainment value. But uh, you need to take that with perspective. Well, yeah. and just put it into perspective, too. We were talking about this behind the scenes, the active the active IFPA players right now. So this is if you've played one tournament in the last three years mm -hmm. uh, is forty two thousand five hundred. That's just tournament players. Yeah. And then if you if you take combined Stern, American Pinball, Spooky Pinball, CGC, all their followers, they have over a million followers combined. So really, twenty eight hundred votes is kind of a drop in the bucket. It's it's kind of it, it's hard to put best content creator label on it when you're getting such a small snapshot of who's actually voting. In my okay, opinion. okay. well, that's true. I, I'm just 
I don't want to undermine the award either because I I just think it needs to be taken like underplay it or right. I don't want to say it it doesn't matter at all because it obviously matters to some and some more than others. However, to, to just keep it in, I, I said this before in the background, you know, that pickup basketball game where a few people are way more aggressive than they probably should be. Yeah. And where there's a broken nose or an elbow or threats of burning their house down or, you know, just whatever. <laughs> That's why I put um, Travis on our team when we do those games. Right, right. Yeah. Team Travis. <laughs> but, but no, but it's you just need to remember what this is, why it's there. And also social limits on, you know, there's a reason, like Josh says and Travis says, there's a reason why people t- uh, threat online and whether or not that is intentional, you have no context. You have no information on yeah. on how sincere this person is, if they are joking, if they are bonkers. And so you have to realize uh, we need to be at least aware that this is going on. And if you don't think that that actually plays into the psyche of the organizers and the peace of mind and the entertainment value, then you're crazy. Well, I mean, let's go to the most sane person here, Tom. Can yeah. you really, can you wrap this up or what are your overall thoughts? I mean, you, you pretty ranked, you're ranked real high on the IFPA. I mean, if you want to speak for all of them, this, this um, doesn't have anything it. to do with the IFPA. Yeah. Th- this is <laughs> not, turn- yeah. <laughs> Twippy is not tournament pinball. And, and, yeah. and Travis is ranked higher than me anyways, but, oh. um, <laughs> I honestly, I, I honestly don't think it was a good idea that they got rid of the nominations. Um, I mean, me personally, sorry, I'm, my eyes are on my dog right now. Um, (laughs) but, uh, I, obviously it's caused a lot of drama in the hobby and it's escalating. And now the twippies are gone from TPF. So now you're going to watch a show that's not live. So, Unfortunately, some people are really concerned about a plastic trophy. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's got wood let's too. be honest, it's a plastic, <laughs> it's a plastic trophy. The same people have won it for the last like what seven years. Yeah, yeah. let's move Six. on. Yeah, yeah, six, whatever <laughs> oh. it is. What are you These hugging? are important, Tom. What are you hugging, Travis? Huh? His oh. degenerate trophy. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. This means yeah. more to me than anything else. Yeah, your double zero. <laughs> yeah. No, I I totally get it. And um, the the reality is, I mean, um, I just don't see the point of it. Unfortunately, the, the the media awards became a competition, and I and I don't I don't see the the point of that. I mean, I don't. None of us started podcasting to compete or claim that we're the best. I mean, honestly, we're doing a joint episode right now. And I hope the numbers come out equal. I mean, there's no, there's no, like, I don't, Triple Jane's not better than Loser Kid, Loser Kid. Like, I don't care. It's just, we just want to make sure. For the record, sure. Loser Kid is better. Go ahead, Joel. <laughs> yes. I was I know for the you, record, I Triple know, Jane's better, so. Yeah. I know, Travis, you really want to be a part of them, but it's just, I mean, you gotta, gotta just I mean, but it. I can't speak for Josh or Scott, but I know I could speak for Joel and Travis. We don't do this for a trophy. We do this because it's something we like mm-hmm. to do and it's fun. And, yeah. and, I, and we actually have slightly, well, we, okay. We have different focuses on each of our shows and you have two. Okay. Of the three of you, you have two <laughs> top 
le- level players. And then you also have Travis. Oh, so. yay! <laughs> uh, got him. Okay. Got him. Yeah. Bang. Bazinga. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but Josh and I, we tend to be more of the fan side. We tend to get interviews. We tend to talk about things that are not the the weekly things going on in pinball. We try to take a topic and talk about it. And so we have different approaches, but we legitimately, I think we probably have one of the most active text threads that I'm that I'm associated with because we are talking all the time because we're friends. Yeah. The five of us. Yes, yes. Yes. And that's that. I don't know. That's my whole thing is, um, honestly, what I would say is if, if you're a listener, thank you. Thank you first and foremost for being a listener. Mm-hmm. But if you feel like, Hey, I, you know, these, these awards are important. These people need to be recognized for their work. You know, honestly, the, the best thing you can do is shoot us an email or message us on Facebook or, you know, share an episode. Like, hey, I love this. Like, that's the like that's that's plenty. That's plenty of 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 an award if you think we need any sort of recognition recognition. Because um, I know at least the five of us, we go to shows. Like, to have people come up to us at shows and say, you know, they enjoy the podcast or you know, thanks for doing it because you make car rides a little shorter. You know, like that's what it's all about. And and yeah. sure, I would love all five of us to have a trophy this year for whatever. But best team not, up, yeah, best yeah. team up. But we don't we don't need it. I mean. Um, I don't know. I just, it's weird. It's just a shame that the last two weeks have gone the way they have. I feel bad for literally everybody involved. You know, you had people like Lucas and Emoto that were pumped, ready to go, ready to present that live show is yeah. now done. You know, will the, the, you know, Will's obviously making, cha- making decisions that he thinks are the best for the community. He's nobody's wanting to just tear this down. Same with Colin. I mean, and I understand Chris Canada, he's upset, but um, you know, when you, when you share that frustration, when you share that anger to the public, hoping that they support you in that anger, you know, it's you just, it festers and grows. And then all of a sudden that anger can become bigger than you ever thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And then people will get scared or hurt or intimate. Like, and I mean, I, we don't need I, will, I will say I get it from the standpoint of the content creators that do care about an award. Yeah. Like I get it because you look behind me, I care about competitive pinball. I play. I work hard at it to try to compete. I travel for it. So I get that. Hey, by but the way, for this... people who aren't videoing, the humble brag is Travis just reached over to his gigantic awards. He's got a lot of trophies. <laughs> there. But there. the point being is that there's there's plenty of people that play in pinball leagues, right? Mm-hmm. That have a ranking that don't care. Like they don't, they just want to drink beer. They just want to come have fun. And that's essentially what we are to the content creation world. And there's other people that want to try to be the the high level player that that want to try to win everything and the twippies is literally their world championship that sure. that is that's the way that i can make an equivalent of it so yeah it's a couple of things that go against each other essentially right it's yep. i mean it's just like last year i completely forgot we were even nominated and then joel you had to come to the tournament room to remind me we were even presenting yeah you know and, and you that, weren't there well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like because well, yeah, he was and, competing for another yeah, yeah, trophy, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. His, so, his which, focus, which was, he thought he could win that uh, one, uh, and Carl one. messed uh, it up for me. Okay, <laughs> thanks, Carl. Carl. But yeah, yeah that's thanks, the point, Carl. though. We we all enjoy what we enjoy, and mm-hmm. we enjoy it for the reasons that we do. So I yeah. definitely don't want to yeah. take that away, just because some of us here, or maybe all of us, don't give a shit really about something else. Somebody else may. So I get that part. It's just, to me, there's just better ways to go about it. 
And I think what's come out is that a lot of people are, they, they basically make it to where it's about celebrating the hobby, right? It's about celebrating the content creator. So if you're going to do that, I think that the way that they're doing it now is probably the best way to go about it. The only other way you could possibly do it when it comes to nominees and everything is make it a peer nomination. Only your peers that are within that category can nominate like the top five and then let the fans vote or something like that, or let the public vote. I think mm -hmm. that that's an easier way to do it because then you, you end up making it to where it doesn't just come down to popularity, you know? And that's, I mean, it is what a fan vote is, but let's face facts. It's so niche that if you're playing the infinite game in content creation, you've been around for eight to 10 years, you should be winning everything over somebody else that doesn't have the same resources. Or yeah. if somebody decides to spend five to $10,000 on marketing, you should win the little plastic trophy, even if you've only been around for six months. Yeah. Like that's just the reality of it. It's about yeah. how you mobilize people. Well, and what, yeah. to bring that to a point too, is like even a couple of years back when, when super awesome pinball show started to start marketing, they, you know, they use their sponsorship, start sending out emails to say, Hey, vote for us and stuff like that. People shouted it down because they felt like it wasn't truly winning the award. You were using resources. So what there's been invisible barriers and lines put up around this. Like, it's just, it's a very dramatic thing and it's just kind of stupid. Mm -hmm. And it, it does come down to what you're all saying. What, what are you in content creation for? What is, are you in it for a trophy? Or are you in it to, to further in the industry? Or are you in it just so your voice can be heard? What, what are, why are you doing this? I, I, well, I will give a little plug though. At the end of the day, we do support what Colin and Will are doing because there are, there are more positives than negatives. And we would encourage you to go and vote and vote your opinion uh, when voting opens on, I think, the 16th, right? 18th, Monday. 18th, 18th so Monday. Yeah. 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 And there is a new category. There is a new category. It is the content, favorite content creator. So they just kind of wrapped it all up into one. And then the, the, the caveat or caveat to that. Uh, Travis, how do you say that word? Because it's going to be wrong. Caveat. There, sure. Okay. So um, caveat. Oh, oh, okay. Um, I so, it. <laughs> yeah. so um, the 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 favorite content creator. It's what they're saying is if you've won an award in the past, you're not eligible. So sure. um, straight down the middle can't win. TNT Amusements can't win. Canada can't win. Um, Nap Arcade can't win. Um, so what what will be interesting there is you know some of those people do crossovers and so or they do other things so they may do a podcast but then they also do a stream so is the stream eligible but the podcast isn't joel's do talking they... about himself well I'm, so canada canada does facebook lives is could his fair. could yeah, his live let, win could yeah, let the let the categories be their own thing yeah. like could if Zach you do a different the, show that's a yeah, different show the pinball show could he win it's like so I, i'm very curious to see how that pans out but um there is something there so if you do have a media uh, a creator, wh whatever it is that you, um, you want to vote for, uh, graph is spelled G R A F. So Tom T O M G R A F. I don't know yep. if it's right in just find the drop down and, um, yeah, we'll make it happen. Uh oh, Tom's chugging. Uh, Tom's already hitting it. It's, He's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's eight in the morning. Yeah. It's nine in the morning, Tom. Let's oh. go, Tom. Okay, so, it's ten. He's closer okay, to lunch than we are. It's Mountain Dew for those. That means he's ready to talk about spooky. Yeah, I think, I think we're good. That was. Spooky. I think we're good on that. We'll wrap up. Uh, we'll tie up the bow on Twippies. So uh, yeah, voting starts Monday. Let's uh, see how that goes. Okay. Uh, spooky pinball. Uh, let's let's actually. I'm going to let Josh and Scott introduce this because you guys just recently interviewed him. So um, go yeah, for we it. we released this not even 24 hours ago. Yeah, uh, about 24 hours to the point, like to the mark. Uh, 
Bug and Spooky Luke came on the show to talk about their new releases. They released tandem games. They're the same layout, but entirely different uh, codes and rules and all that stuff. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Looney Tunes, which is a pretty opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to licensing. Yeah. Um, Besides, you know, they're both violent, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Warner Warner Brothers has always been on the cartoon comic violence (laughs) size. Yeah. And and going from our interview... uh, we kind of try to hit all aspects. We talked about quality control. We talked about uh, the, the play field layout. We talked about art and the artists that came forward with it. So if you haven't listened to that one, we give you recommend. And, you know, it's 126 is our episode. So give, give that a listen. But yeah, Spooky released two new games. And honestly, I, I like the looks of the layout. I think this is probably their best shooting layout they've made so far. Yeah, sure. the layout looks very... Um, it's, a, it's a callback to a, nine, a 90s layout. You know, a, a 90s Bally Williams layout. And so if that's what your thing is, I would give it a flip. Uh, I, I'm i always concerned about small companies and reliability because I am not a, I'm, I'm not a mechanic. I, I don't have the kind of time to work on my games. And so that's my only concern. However, uh, it looks good. It looks fun. And I give it uh, an optimistic review without having sure. played it yet. Remember, we're shilling, Scott. You've got you got to yeah. pump these numbers know, right? up so we can ah, get a check from Spooky. Come on now. Yeah. All right. Let's go to um. Let's go to the neutral person here. Uh, Tom, you you don't shill. We know that. Tom is pure. Um, I have no sponsorships. <laughs> Tom, Tom, throw theme out the window. Throw team out the window. You're looking at the the shots layout. What were your Whitewood. thoughts on on um, toys, Max, all that? But throw theme out. What are your, what Throw, are your thoughts? Throwing theme out. I thought the shots and Max looked very interesting. Like yeah. I, I liked them. I I like, I like what was presented. Um, three ramps. Uh, four, four ramps. Four ramps. Well, I guess I should look at the stuff before I talk. Four. Isn't it four ramps? <laughs> four horsemen. Is it? Uh, I it was How many ramps do you think it is, Joel? I thought it was four. I know there's four wire forms, four flippers. <laughs> it's it's four. Sure. Uh, I I will be the voice of reason. It's four. Go ahead, Tom. Okay. Oh, we're in trouble. Sorry, sorry, spooky. Thank you, referee. <laughs> I, I, I have a lot going on in my life right now. Sorry. Uh, so, <laughs> so many women. So many so, women. Yeah, so, <laughs> so little time. Uh, now, uh, yeah, I I like how they incorporated some things like the, uh, the drop targets, the subway behind it, uh, the scoop behind the drop targets. Uh, uh, what I didn't like was like the shot goes like right into it from what I saw uh, from the stream. So I thought that was kind of weird. Uh, but other than that, the layout looks interesting. I I got to play it, though, to really get a feel for it. I, yeah. I did not buy one, Joel, because I know you're going to ask me. <laughs> no, no, I, I wasn't. Um no, my I will agree with a lot of that. I would say what um you know, when we saw Halloween and you see the elevators, it's like, okay, what's that gonna be about? You know, like you see that like what's the, how's that gonna feel? Or you see spooky, you see that huge upper play field, you're like right. Okay, that could be re- same with the bookcase kind of flipper. It's like that could be really cool or it could suck. Like, you know, there was these big question marks. Watching this reveal, I didn't have that. It's like, okay. I, there's no mech here that I that I see concerning. It's more of a I'm excited to give this a shot. Tom has another thought. I can see. Let's it. do a comparison. Let's compare this layout to Venom, 
what are your thoughts? Uh, There's more. <laughs> There's a lot more. I mean, well, Travis needs to sell Venom. So Travis, you go first. What you compare sorry, the two? Sorry, remember I don't have any. <laughs> you sponsor. want me to compare the two? So I, I will say this. If I was looking, like, just to answer how Tom got the answer, if I was looking at this as a Whitewood, I would be excited to flip it. And mm -hmm. I think that's why I told you guys, too, like, this is a dynamic layout that looks interesting. Like, mm -hmm. it, it looks so much better than what they put out before because you see, it, it's almost like you took Twilight Zone, you took Shadow, you took a little bit of Elwyn, and you just put it all together. You know, you definitely see elements of all three of those games in this. So it's just, I, I think it just further shows that these are just the more interesting layouts. But at the same time, we do have to accept that when you get more mechs and you make things a little bit more intricate, it does cause issues potentially in the future. So that'll be interesting to see how the games hold up, especially on location or yeah. anywhere else. But I, I like where this is going. It looks interesting, and I'll I'll say straight up this this play field and this design looks way more interesting than what Venom is, and that's just because to me, when I look at this play field, I don't think the game's going to play easy at all. Like I'm excited as somebody that wants a challenge. I'm excited to play the game for that reason. With Venom, you you know you get a fan layout. Fan layouts are not difficult to play. They're just they're just not. They're very casual friendly. You get the, it's very much flow-based. I mean, we all, that's an overused term in pinball at this point, but the shots are just easy. It's where you expect them to be. So something like this, that's a little bit more dynamic that you got the left ramp closer. You got a two right ramps that are, you know, a little bit further back. You got shots in the back. You have a loop up top, Yeah. you know, and that's not going to be easy just to do all the time. I mean, sure. In promo videos and stuff like that, you see it going over and over again, but a lot of that depends on the player it depends on the setup it depends on a lot of things so yeah when i see this i don't see an easy playing pin and i think that's you can kind of tell with the code too with the way it was i was kind of lost on the rules yeah. like it's like they yeah. went fairly deep but you could tell that they had ball saves in very certain areas out of the scoop out of the captive ball and out of the door those three things so yeah. They've somehow acknowledged that, hey, the ball could become chaotic and drain. They don't want you to end up, you know, losing your ball quickly either. So um, I don't know. I'm interested to see it. It's almost like I wonder if. I, I, so I told you guys before, like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it doesn't do anything for me for a theme. Looney Tunes, I think that's a much better theme to go. And it's interesting how spooky is either a horror theme or they're. Yeah cartoons drastic. like there's yeah. no in between anymore yeah. that's what yeah. they are at this point and it's clear that i don't know i think the cartoon way to go it's just much better overall in my opinion like i get why they do the horror thing they got to stick with spooky but I, I don't know it's just niching down so much it can still be done well but i'm also curious how this type of layout under looney tunes like how are families going to adjust to that because I don't yeah. think little, little Billy's not getting on this pin and well, ripping shots. We, uh, I mean, it's just it's I mean, not going to happen. It's not as the easy turtles as do, right? That's, yeah. No, oh, there's no, there's no yeah. way. I guarantee mm -hmm. this is probably their most difficult playing pin since TNA. Like yeah, I, I mean, look at this, I think it'll be more difficult than even Rick and Morty. Because I mean, oh, the wow. game's designed for you to go horizontal a lot. Yeah. I mean, and that's what happens if you go horizontal. 
you're out of control. Find out lanes. Those, yeah. Yep. And those based are so off, difficult, difficult to hit. A few small thoughts the, I had okay. was, you know, when you have a when you have a layout, when you have a theme like like Looney Tunes, you would want it to be kid friendly. And that's Turtles. Turtles got ripped to shreds for that. That it's like you you took a kid's theme and you made a brutal pin. <laughs> you made so the that, walking dead. Yeah. 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 So that's fine. But I think it was um it was one of us that interviewed Keith and Keith was talking about his frustration with safe shots, his frustration that there's this need for mm-hmm. all games have to be coded for this crazy depth. So if a game's crazy deep, then then the then the layout has to be safe enough for you to be able to experience that depth. If you made a, you make a brutal pin, people are pissed, and so a lot of that involves uh, shots that return to the flippers in in some sort of safe manner. Right. And um, that's the one thing that stood out to me on this game is there's four flippers, but all every ramp feeds a flipper. So as long as you hit a ramp, it's a safe shot. You are feeding a flipper in well, it's some a safe return a safe return okay hey, so most, yeah. most ramps really are safe returns though i mean how many ramps do you know that yeah. puts that, oh you that just puts... you got to see joel yeah. play he'll bust that wow. myth really fast <laughs> so one is this game right here behind me elton john okay. elton john right. that that left ramp that return does not feed the left flipper it just the the wire form just stops halfway and the ball just rolls towards the the left like floor. a high speed return exactly like so it's you know to me it's like I like it I like it because it's 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 somewhat safe okay but, but that, that's uncommon Star though. Wars Episode One too yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. No, I was Scott's not expecting right. that that is, hate. that is uncommon yeah. for sure but um <laughs> but no this is that I I like the feedback here because I think you know good on them for removing the upper play field. Um, and, and actually having a game that looks, I'm not saying it in an insulting way, but it's clearly a game that people want to shoot. There's a lot of shots here, seeing how it flows together, watching bugs stream it. You know, he was able to combo a lot of different random shots. And even, you know, the fact that the under the flipper shot feeds an orbit that then feeds another upper flipper. And, you know, the last game that really kind of had these type of flow was like Foo Fighters, you know, Foo Fighters, the way that that really comboed together in different shots and people ate it up. So I think there's a chance that this layout will be very well received from Spooky. Um, But now it comes down to the code. And the code, what's really interesting there is completely different, completely different code teams, completely different code packages. So, you know, if if, uh, Texas Pinball, um, well, Texas Texas Pinball Pinball Massacre, Texas Chainsaw Massacre ends up being too, like, grotesque for you. Well, is the is the spooky like I wonder if the spooky code will be family friendly, if it'll be a lot more approachable, a lot more, you know, easy to get into modes or <laughs> achieve whatever. Family what, friendly mode on a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> is there an adult? <laughs> yeah, can I turn off adult content? Yeah. It's just a black screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, just has screen uh, screen just credits throw a rolling. Blanket over the yeah. game. And the GI just goes pure white. There's no more red <laughs> and it's I don't know. I don't know. Josh, you've been, what are your thoughts? I think you guys are all spot on. I don't know. It just, I don't know. It, it's, I agree that like we're, we're just doing spooky and, and cartoon themes over and over, but really that's kind of their niche and no one else is going for it. So you, I mean, if that's and they lane, should, by the way, they should yeah. be going for that. Like stop, stop yeah. just doing dad, dad rock pins. Like you can do uh, stuff well, like this. But the reality Sorry, is, oh, the reality is, Tom's, too, is, what's Tom going to buy? I don't. <laughs> Spooky is one of the consistent top players in the industry, rather, even if you're looking at their numbers and they're not as high as what you think other manufacturers are. I mean, they're more consistently. I mean, the Scooby Doo came out this time last year. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't see CGC is not releasing a game once a year and Americans American having Pinball's a tough time. Not. Yeah. I mean, you got to give them props uh, to be consistent within their, their threshold of what they're doing too. So. Okay. Watching the layout, by the way, I just have a, I, I have it on a loop playing behind me. I I'm going to say it. And I think that you will agree with me. If you look at the way the dynamics work, it actually really reminds me of Simpsons. Simpsons pinball party. Like the, the shot locations are very similar and Simpsons isn't an easy game. It's super deep, but it's still consistently one of the games that everybody who comes over to my house, they always start it. So Mm. that, that, that seems to bode really well and they seem to have fun doing it. The shots are more challenging but it doesn't seem to be as much of a drain monster as some other ones. Uh, yep, not, that not could be it. Simpsons? Do you think some of it yeah. is theme also because they see Simpsons? Simpsons? Uh, yeah. yeah. Like hey. if you get a non-pinball person, they see it and like they can identify uh, 100%. it. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? I've always so. said theme is king. Like that's, that, weren't you saying that, uh, hey, there's been an uptake in interest in Led Zeppelin and we know oh, it's yeah. not the layout. Th- those go... Like hotcakes. Yeah, it's not, it's I, yeah, not when, the layout. When, when yeah. Stern did the closeout and I saw everybody else closing out, I was like, oh, this is going to be a mistake. And yeah, they're just, they're selling like crazy for Christmas and there yeah. no more is going to be produced. But it's like anything else. Somebody right. discovers pinball. Yeah. It's the it's, first time that they've seen the themes. It's not yeah. like they've seen it for three or four years. So, so you if, you, if you're a big fan of Monopoly, there is a game for you. <laughs> yep. Yep. But no. that, that's why I do wonder though, like what this layout would have been under different circumstances away from the themes that they're using. You know what I mean? Cause they've been using Warner brothers themes, right? It seems sure. like that they're going down that path. Yeah. So what's yeah. the major cartoon that's associated with Warner brothers. That was all part of our childhood. You guys got to think a little bit deep, but I think this would be Batman a the animated big theme series. for sp- There you go. Batman Joel- the animated series. I would say Johnny yeah. Bravo. Okay. I, I was, <laughs> that was, no, that's cartoon network. That was in college. The, yeah. Batman, the animated series. It, and oh, yeah. that would be awesome. Imagine awesome. if Looney Tunes was good. that instead. Yeah. They would have Ooh. sold 2000 plus of those oh. easily. Like, I don't know if that theme's easy to get. I have no idea how it works, but that to me, that's the cartoon that's staring everybody straight in the face that everybody identifies with, that everybody knows the characters already, but that's still relevant today. Do you think it's still, we're getting superhero fatigue though? I mean, look at Venom or do we, is Venom just like a, its own? Venom's nobody a, cares about Venom's Venom. Venom's a C-list. Like, you know, nobody, yeah, sorry, I mean, Batman's up here. Venom is somewhere here. Keep lowering. You talk superheroes yeah. in general. It's like, you're basically like Batman, Spider-Man, Superman. Superman. Like they're yeah. all whoop, right there yep. at the top. Yeah. And I know Travis's view on, they need, somebody needs to make a new Spider-Man. You like yeah, a, this, the multiverse. Um, absolutely. The multiverse. Oh, that would, that would have been I so agree. good. I agree. Ooh. But to me, people have asked me that. Every, I mean, anybody, any content creator, it's what would be your dream team? And the answer was Turtles. But now that Turtles has happened, Batman the Animated Series. Batman the Animated Series right there at the top. Tom's got his rush. Tom could come, Tom could stop with pinball. He's good. Scott, you got rush. You guys, you guys are good. You know, check yeah, the box. I got I, Rush and Iron Maiden, like the two yeah. bands of my childhood. Yeah, you're good to go. Travis's dream. What's your dream team? Like dirt? Hey, I mean, I, I, I pretty much you? got them all. I, I think... What's Travis, intriguing? Okay, but be honest. Barbara Streisand, <laughs> yes, no. Yeah. Y- Yentl, the pin. Is that mm. uh, <laughs> if, oh, it's Avengers, South, if it's the South his... Park version, I'm all in. <laughs> South Park, that's right. That makes sense. Make a but... Streisand. 
No, it's no, a good I, point. It's a really good. Um, it's a really good point. And spooky, spooky's done a really good job with licensing. So I yeah. mean, there's they, they know that they're not making they're not making um, original themes. They they know day mm-hmm. one it's going to be the it's going to be the the license that that helps sell their pins. And and honestly, I think um, I haven't heard specifics or whatnot. I would be very curious. There's 888 uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacres and 888 Looney, Looney Tunes. If I had to guess, I bet it's like two to one, like Looney Tunes to Texas, if not even more than that. That would be my guess. They said but, it was pretty close when we talked to him. And I, I know this is a few days ago. It said that I think Looney Tunes just barely was ahead. Is, oh, do I remember okay. that correctly, Josh? Yeah. Yep. Two days ago yeah, and, when we recorded. Yep. Yeah. And so they actually I OK. I think they nailed being able to say, hey, we got the the ultra horror theme for our hardcore fans, but we also mm-hmm. have this thing. And really, Bugs Bunny is a great theme. And maybe yeah, it's yeah. a little older than your generation because you guys grew up on something else. But my generation, that is like when you're 50, you know, you're pushing that 50 year old category. Bugs Bunny was king. They mm-hmm. were by far the best cartoons out there for my generation and unless you get into like the eighties with, with like Thundercats and GI Joe and, sure. and whatever. Um, I would say my last thought, at least on spooky is I, I think it's smart that they, they do the double play field, um, you know, from a part standpoint and everything like that. The problem is in my opinion, it's always somewhat obvious which game they prioritized. Uh, so in this instance, it's clear they designed everything for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And and the big standout for me was the meat grinder. The meat grinder is, an, is a brilliant mech for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But then to just kind of reshell it and put it as a rocket ship, the way that screw is still built into the rocket ship, it, it like it bothers me. It probably shouldn't. The grinding it rocket yeah, it's ship, like, Joel. I'm like, that's not. And then people talk about Taz. Like, Taz needs to be faster <laughs> than that. So could they have splurged and got a different motor, you know, like do the, or buy the fast motor and then put a restrictor on it in some way for, you know, like to me, I get it. I get it. Those are probably business decisions that I can't make, but that's my only thing that bothers me. I think they made a brilliant move to, to change the code and to change the inserts. Like they are making them feel more individual pins, but I still feel um, they did a good job with the girl popping out of the fridge. Obviously I'm glad it's not like, Wiley Coyote popping out of a box. They well, completely didn't they, changed that mech. It, well, Josh and Scott can correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they say on your guys' podcast that they pretty much designed these side by side? That's like what they, they didn't claiming. have one. At least yeah, that's they what said, they're saying, yeah. right? That's what they said. So well, then it's so we got to go. Well, Joel, here's the point though. We got to go off what they say, right? Yeah. But here's the unique thing. Still though, it's you look at it. So let's say that they did that side by side, right, guys? Yep. And you look at it, it feels like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is very much all in on theme, assets, everything. You don't get that same feeling looking at the playfield for Looney Tunes. Like, I think that's, and I agree with you, Joel, on that. That's why it feels like things or decisions were made based off what is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, it's... It's you know, clearly you, that's the one they're more passionate about. Like we've we've talked oh, about yeah. this before that yeah, no pinball doubt. designers, you know, Stern has turned down themes because they don't have a designer that's in love that with it. it yeah. And it's clear, like like Bug has made it very, very apparent what 
he is in love with and it's horror and that's, so that's the unique thing about pinball there's a lot of people that make things and code things according to what they like and maybe not necessarily what the end consumer likes it's kind of it's unique like that but i get it it's hard to do a project if you're not all in because it's it obviously takes takes yeah. up a lot of your time but I would be very interested to see what would happen if stuff was done with the end consumer in mind to get the most mass appeal to it. Cause I don't, I don't know if pinball does that well enough yet. I'm not sure. I mean, it, each individual would have to answer for themselves why they code a game the way that they do. Why did yeah. they design a game the way that, that they do? Why did they come up with the ideas that they have, you know, cause it's something like what I think would be fun for me. I don't know if that would be fun for the end consumer. So it's the same way. Like I like this layout because I think it's going to be challenging for me. But just like I alluded to, what the hell is little Billy going to do with Looney Tunes when he's getting drained left and right? And even Joel could kick the dog crap out of him. Like what's no, going to happen? Little Billy has no chance. I got him. Yeah, little I Billy's can... not going to like Looney Tunes anymore. You got to put rubber bands on that. Rubber alley. bands. So, yeah. 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 So I mean, that's the thing. I think a lot of times too, you got to consider your end consumer and your target audience also in this equation before you go too far deep. And that's not talking about like what Spooky's done. Like I like what they've done, but I think that's just pinball in general, right? Across the board. Like how are you, how are you coding the games? Why are you putting the rules in that you are? Mm -hmm. Like not everybody's going to see wizard modes. Not everybody's going to understand multipliers, you know, the 2X, the 4X times the 16X. You know, it's just, yeah, it, it's a unique thing. I think it's a unique problem for pinball to have that it's it's difficult to solve. Right. Yeah. To appeal to the masses compared to us knuckleheads that do want to dive deep. Like, how do you find that happy medium? Uh, if there was an easy answer to that, all the games would have it. But it's not. That is something that I that's how I evaluate a lot of, my, you know, people give me crap because I say friends and family. But like friends and family, that that really matters to me that if a game, if you step up to the game and it's not easily, you know, clear of some objective it's just you're trying to get these people to fall in love with pinball and if they can't like they can't fall in love with the machine or can't experience the machine they just they tune out and and uh you know hey we don't say anything bad we don't say anything bad about <laughs> pinball machines and we only shill but venom venom was a game that i couldn't i there was nothing when i had the game here i enjoyed the game my brother enjoyed the game every other person that stepped up to that game there wasn't anything obvious for me to show them that was going to hook them in in 30 seconds or less and on on you know the three games behind me right now godzilla not a problem you got that big old building cactus canyon you got bart just shoot the guy in the head you know like watch right. his hat go up and even even uh, elton john there's a little there's a little um alligator on that game and crocodile and i was not expecting my three and five year olds to freaking love that alligator the crocodile any, any bounces crocodile rock. it yeah. get it goes back to visual you yep. put something up the middle, right? Or yep. less than 45 degree angles. Visually, that's an indicator to somebody that you you got to go that way. Because we are trained through anything that we do straight ahead, right? Yeah. Movie straight ahead, yeah. driving straight ahead, yep. podcasting straight ahead. You know, that's <laughs> that's the way we're trained. So you put something there. Yeah, <laughs> Scott's going to look to the side. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's why you put something up the middle, right? It, it makes so much sense. Right. Think about, like, I tell you guys this all the time. Okay, so Why is World Cup too. soccer? It's yeah. the easiest shot straight yeah. up, like up the middle yeah. is the easiest shot. The hardest yep. ones are the, you know, you, you have to wait on the flipper. It takes a little more challenging. So yeah, Josh's exactly. phone just wow. fell down. Josh. So we're looking See? at his keyboard here. There he is. <laughs> hey, Elgato. <laughs> there hey, we got our no, first Elgato. Started. No drop. No, no. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know why my camera's freaking out. Yeah. We're at 51 minutes. We're at 51 oh, minutes, yeah. and Travis's camera's still going. Josh is the new Elgato. Yeah. I'm the new so Elgato. El, El Drapo. So here's yeah. like, we can compare this, though, with Texas Chainsaw and Looney Tunes, right? So yeah. let's say all of our wives want to play a game, right? Mm. Like, how Tom's many of them are going to choose Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I don't know. Yeah, if I they do, yeah. <laughs> so, I guarantee you, if that's that one leg in my house, my wife would just go ballistic. I yeah. I've already told Zach <laughs> that. Um, obviously, I'm happy to stream whatever. But I said honestly, if Texas Chainsaw Massacre is shows up at the house and I have to stream it, I'll I'll probably have to put the head down. It's in the garage. And put a blanket yeah. over it. Yeah. Any time the kid like. That's crazy. And I mean, I think I was going to ask this earlier, but between the two themes, I'm assuming if Spooky reached out to all five of us and they're like, we want to give you a game. What do you want? I'm pretty sure five for five. We're all picking Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just yep. that's where we're at. But 100 percent. I don't want to raise any future serial killers or anything yeah. like that. Well, you know? so to their credit, though, the up the middle shot. I mean, it's straight up the shadow sanctum lock yep. is yeah. what they did. Yep. And that's an awesome awesome mech awesome lock so that magnets people love magnets so as long as that as long as you can get into that door and experience that in like Mm -hmm. one or two hits yeah they're they're that's a good move and then the fact that if hopefully locking a ball in the meat grinder locking a ball in the rocket ship hopefully that only takes one maybe two shots to the rocket before the first one happens that would be smart just just give us a little taste of the mechs quickly um it seemed like they took forever on bugs stream well, when he showed when he showed it off it seemed like it was a lot of hopefully they can, chopping yeah, yeah hopefully they can find a balance there because um somebody said it was actually i think it was ryan mcquade who now works at uh american, the sonic yeah. guy who works at yeah. american pinball he said i i what pisses me off is when people hide code behind mechs or they hide or maybe it's the other way they hide mechs behind code because when you step up, step up to a game, the thing you notice are the mechs. So mm-hmm. it's how do I get to the upper playfield? And if somebody, if to get to the upper playfield is six shots, there's a lot of people that are never going to experience that upper playfield. You know? Well, your mech needs to be your quote unquote bozo area. What yeah. that means is anybody's going to go after. It. If you don't know anything else, you're going to yeah. go after. Okay, that. this so is Lord of the Rings Balrog. The Balrog yep. has to come out almost every game. Because otherwise, you're just looking at it as like, why is that even in the game? Sure. Well, that's yep. what's funny, too. Like, going back to Keith Elwin, like, his first game was Iron Maiden. Yeah, it's up the middle, like, you're hitting the target. But, like, going on to Jurassic Park, like, he wasn't ever going to put the dinosaur in there. And then, and Gary Gary walked him, and he's like, no, you need to put something like that you in there. The dinosaur, yeah. Yeah. You need the dinosaur, yeah. You need the dinosaur. The moving dinosaur, like. Yep. And oh, yeah. so, Gary's, Gary's, Gary's thing has always been there's got to be some kind of mech. There's got to be something that draws to you. And it has to be easily accessible by code. I don't care if it gets buried in code, but like the first three shots or whatever have to be able you to You should be able to mech. activate the cool thing. Yeah, within the first I, 30 seconds to a minute. And I totally understand how um, how challenging that has to be for a designer. Because, you know, I, when I look at Venom, it's I, I think what they did is actually really, really cool. And the mechs that they have in the premium and LE to change the entire layout of the play field is really, really cool. But unfortunately, the amount of coils that are needed and the amount of mech that's needed to do that, they really don't have. I mean, Doppelganger is the closest thing, mm-hmm. but they really don't have that Bozo standout mech. And it suffers because of that. And 
so it's like if people can look past that the game the game is there but for the casual people that are just going to step up they missed it and if we look at stern you know like foo fighters it has the the, the overlord area uh which is a easy easily achievable um mm-hmm. shot for anybody yep. um but i mean there's there's a lot of other games like um led zeppelin didn't yeah. really have anything to grab you even you know like avengers pro didn't yeah. really have anything the, the captain to marvel grab shot you. visually looks really cool but that's a premium and right that's no, where it, but th- yeah. that's 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 my point and yeah. Im- imagine if you design a play field and it was a high level play field and it was all subways no yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's like a bingo game right yep yeah yeah yep. and it's, it's like it, yes it would take it would take skill to be able to hit the right holes and to actually do it. But visual like pinball is a visual, physical, sensory interaction. So everything goes into it, but we all know that the visual aspect of the ball doing something cool takes precedence over almost everything except for theme. Yeah. Tom, you're good at hitting the right holes. What, um, what are your thoughts on, uh, on, <laughs> Meanwhile, on what we're talking about, on just just layouts with the, Max the and, and trying and to, like that. Like I mean, stuff to, if hit, you wrap it usually. back to Spooky, I mean, stuff to draw. A, anybody they step up to this game, what are they? Like gonna... you guys have been talking about. I mean, Venom just doesn't do it, and Spooky kind of. I, I don't want to say hit a home run, but they they hit a triple at least. Mm-hmm. I mean. I'm comparing the two games and they're sure. out at the same time. Yeah. There, there's no question. I would pick Looney tunes over Venom. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you definitely want to have a game that, that dangles. Just the solely on like, layout. Yeah. That shows yeah. you, I mean, there's definitely been games that I've stepped up to put a quarter in or whatever, go to, go to pl- dollar, put it, go to play. And then it's like, crap. I never exp- like big Lebowski. You know, it, it took me two or three games to experience the bowling alley. And, but that, but that's, you know, under it's like, what do I have to do? How do I qualify that? Like, that's what I need. That's what that's what games need to draw you in. Um, so I think Spooky, they I, I'm excited for this layout. I'm excited for what they put in the game. Uh, we've seen gameplay on um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is brutal and disgusting and re and crazy, but they 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 crushed it. They crushed the theme. Um and we'll just have to, I don't know. I know they're, I, I think people will enjoy it. If, if that's a, a, that's a dream theme for you, I think they've done a really good job. Ton of assets, ton of everything. Looney Tunes were still kind of a wait and see on that. A big part of that is Eric Pripke, Pripke, Pripke. He's the guy, he did Rick and Morty's code. He is currently doing Labyrinth's code. As somebody who's played a lot of Labyrinth, I really, really enjoyed the code on that game. So if, and then Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty is a brutal he's, game. He's but doing the, modes, the whole code on Labyrinth? I think so, or leading it or something. At, but it's at Phil Grimaldi. Phil Grimaldi is doing uh, was rules. Like I thought I don't think Phil's coding the game, but but okay. Eric is the guy coding the game. So I'm just saying if um I really enjoyed Rick and Morty, even though it was brutal, I've really enjoyed Labyrinth. So I have faith that I will personally probably really enjoy Looney Tunes, depending on what type of if Eric continues to do what he does, but that's definitely a wait and see, um, wait and see situation. So, yeah, I don't know. I would say, uh, yeah, if you haven't heard the loser kid podcast, I haven't had a chance to listen to it. It came out yesterday. Um, definitely give that a shot, but any other thoughts on spooky? Anybody? No, 
No, let's no. move on to industry. No, the, my last. Oh, my my one last thought was they powder coated the ramps. Yeah, and I'm very curious to okay. see powder how and that... clear coated. Okay, so yeah. so okay, they, they actually Still. did bring that up. They said powder be and clear coated, okay. and yeah. they even said in their testing they haven't had any issues with that, and they they did push their support. They said if there is are if there are issues, we'll send you out a new ramp. Yeah. Okay. And okay. So, Good. So that, that was, that was uh, yeah. They did listen and address that concern. Yep. Wonderful. Okay. Any anybody ever see problems with clear coat before? Never. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> on okay. wood, Tom. Oh, okay. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm just saying. At, you at, guys at are, least. At least you they're guys aware. are like it's a fix. It's, it's no. Good. At least no. they're aware of the criticism, <laughs> and no. at least they they have a plan no. if it if it fails. So well, here's good on that. We Tom Tom we only Tom. shill okay we that's only right shill. oh I'm sorry we're I'm only sorry. positive you know and I will say I will say I will I, say as probably the only spooky owner here in the building TNA's right there it. baby right yeah there. whatever that's I got right there. <laughs> I got a game with actual ramps on it okay oh so, <laughs> <laughs> um Rick and Morty like the play field is immaculate the clear code mm-hmm. is immaculate. Uh, I mean, it's probably the best clear coat in the industry by yeah. far. Uh, yeah, I'm. They, they unfortunately, figured, I have one of those. So hopefully, yeah. that translates over they, to the ramps. Yes, they. Uh, uh, so the TNA I have is an early, early-ish run, and I actually have clear coat issues, but they've since solved that. So clear, th- cl- there's no such thing as a clear coat issue. <laughs> no, just saying that, Joel. Not anymore. But I will say, <laughs> as as podcasters, right? We we only shill. We speak positive, but. If there is a problem, it's our responsibility to hold the industry accountable. Okay, because our voice matters. That's that's how it works. That's how, yeah. We, we yeah, move yeah, the yeah. needle. Okay. Yes. Okay. We, speaking <laughs> of yeah, moving the needle. Markets. Market. We wanted to just kind of do, and maybe maybe before we get into the sales spot, I, I think a, an interesting question we can go around the circle here, because um, we have about a half hour. Tom has a, a shoot he's got to go to his modeling. It's a photo shoot. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just it's taking, taking off. You're, you're, aren't you, you're going to visit your son, right? In college. I'm going to go a, pick him up. Yeah. Being nice. a good dad. Say hi to Neil. Um, dad, feed me dinner. Um, <laughs> yeah. So my question here is 2023, what was something within pinball that was, uh, like the biggest surprise to you? If that, if that makes sense. Um, kind of quick thought. Um, oh, I got something. I would say if I, I'll go ahead and go oh, first, okay. honestly, yeah, go ahead. Jeez, Tom, settle down. Yeah, sorry, Oof. sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Tom Graft is my biggest surprise. Um, how <laughs> just you know, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Tom. <laughs> no, go ahead, Joel. Yeah. I was going to say, some, my, I'll have something better to say. Go my ahead. biggest surprise, honestly, is Elton John. Elton John, I, it, it's a tie between Elton John and Labyrinth, but Elton John was a th- was a game that I this I'm just being a shill, but no, I um. That game, what I, maybe my biggest surprise is what I underestimate is how um, how incredible an art package can just draw you into a game. This was a theme I did not care about, did not care about at all. And the moment I saw this game at Expo, it was like, holy crap. Like, I, it just sucked you in visually of like, I want to experience this game. And just the whole experience of the art package, the audio, the light show, it's just that game. I've been playing the heck out of that game, and it's and it's not the layout's fun, the rules are very approachable, 
but there is i i just think franchi and jjp crushed it with just the whole audio and vis, vis, vis video not video visual audio and visual experience to just suck you in so I don't know. That was the biggest surprise. Like genuine, I had very low expectations and actually really sucked into that game. So let me shill it, sell it. Um, I need my commissions check. Go buy an Elton John. I will, if, if this game is in your game room, it will stand out. Everybody right. that's seen it in person will agree. That game literally, like legitimately stands out. I, I so, would take it, by the way. Like it, it's, it's on my short list. You are a shill, Joe. Yeah. 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 Commission not, check. I'm ready. You know, it's yeah. on my short list of games that I am interested at, at and I've said it, at a different price point, mm-hmm. but it, it would be it would be a long term keeper for me. It is it is incredibly accessible. Um, honestly, the code most JJP games you fall into a multi ball, or the code is so complex you can't understand it. This is there's kind of three main multi balls that you can pursue at any time. There's songs going on in the background. If you care about points, you can focus on on wardrobe items. Otherwise, you. You're really not getting bogged down by a lot of other stuff. It's just kind of a pure do these things and you're going to see more of the game. There's no real modes. There's It's just songs and, I don't know, just play. That's what I like about it is I, I'm not overthinking it. You just play. Um, so it's a good – if people are all in on JJP, this game will definitely feel different than the other JJPs in your collection, but in a good way. It's It's very good. So that's my surprise. Tom. Tom is ready. He's locked and loaded, ready for – That was a turn. huge surprise. Um, biggest surprise of 2023 Mm -hmm. Pulp Fiction was announced and shown at Texas Pinball Festival Mm -hmm. where are they that's that's a surprise that's That's the big surprise yeah that's the well well, they were supposed to be released in in the quarter three so you tell me we, I think we all knew though. We all said when they threw out October, I think all of us were like, ha, you know, well, okay. Yeah. Uh, but right. hey, I'm not, I don't want to take away your surprise, Tom. Right. If you're, if this, <laughs> this, uh, this really, I get it. I get it. Uh, Josh Sharp, right? That's who you, not Josh. So you're, you're yeah. not surprised no, that yeah. they don't have Pulp Fictions out yet. No, no because CGC's involved. <laughs> they're they're was, still running Cactus Canyon. Yeah. I would be more surprised if they had it out before TPF of 2024. Yes. I'd Apparently they're they're I think we have heard they are like building assemblies, but I don't I don't necessarily know. Maybe they're waiting to start shit. I don't know. I don't know. That Nobody has an knows. Equal pinball machine. Joel. Nobody knows. There's more to pinball than just assemblies. Yeah. Well, this is, same, this is the same company that announced like in 2022 that they were coming out with Cactus Canyon, and then at the same time it was like, by the way, we're going to do more medieval madness january yeah, yeah. 2023 and crickets like yep we're yep 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 <laughs> so okay i got a better surprise oh surprise. Oh, okay, okay okay let's go round two round tom two. with the double alien surprise. ripley go. edition okay oh yeah okay yeah. that's yeah. a good one yeah. good one i even got travis's attention on that yeah one. He, he, that's I, I think that's uh that's a good move by uh pinball brothers and i think it's a great move they're gonna sell more games for everybody but the distributors that had the original LEs in stock. They're yeah. stuck. They are really stuck. Unless they're they, stuck. Unless they find a way of retro 
arting that or I, I don't even know how to say that you can buy all the add-ons. i mean you can still put the code yeah. on your old yeah. game you can put the code yeah. on the old games as long you as it's a pinball all... brothers game that's the key yeah you yeah. can you can buy all the add-ons you can buy all the art you can buy all the add-ons but it, unless pinball brothers just gifts those to the distributors and be like here give these i i just don't it sucks that they have games that are technically more expensive than the Ripley edition that have less in them. Like, what do you do? What do you do with that? So welcome su- to the hobby in 2023, everybody. <laughs> yes. Solid surprise. I think Travis is writing, writing something down. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just taking notes off the podcast. It's for my memoir. That's coming out soon. Oh God. <laughs> All four pages. It'll be great. Travis, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> I had a podcast with Keith Elwin by Travis. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, the cover will be blank. Elgato no signal. Or like insert cover art is what it'll hey, say. It, no, <laughs> the it's, camera, it, it's the double zero with Travis the, staring at you. The, the life and times stayed. of Travis. Mirror. All, every Elgato, page in the no book signal. would be numbered double zero. Double zero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get out of triple drain. Uh, Scott, what was your biggest surprise? of? Okay. I have two biggest surprises. Um, so I'm going to cheat a little bit um my one of my biggest surprises was that the elwin designed bond 60 um wasn't a better game and and i'll I'll put it as i think it's a solid game it's it's a solid game it is definitely a vanity piece that you're paying twice to three times what the game really warrants I played it. I thought it was a lot of fun. But when I look at the price tag and say, I can have two or three games for the price of this. I'm not sure that this is for me. So that was my biggest surprise. Uh, Given obvious limitations for having, I I think the theme should have just been the classic just because it felt it was a 1960s vibe on the game. It also felt a little bit uh, retrofitted for yeah they have the wheels in it but it's still i think the i would have got the same pop by not even having the wheels and just having a screen with the fake wheels like beetles does so that was a big surprise to me i that was i anticipated that having a longer lasting effect okay. um the second thing that surprised me we had what was it five five plus games that were announced right around TPF. Oh yeah. And the, yeah. Foo fighters came out of the gate kind of hot, but then cooled down to, I would say in what I would consider an average game. That's not an insult. That's just an average game. So of those five games, Foo fighters was the most successful, which turned out to be more of an average release. So there doesn't seem to be a monster release that came out this year that was obviously this is the game that you need to have long term. This feels very much like a like an in-between year where a lot of stuff happened, but nothing that's going to make it into my collection for long term. Interesting. Yeah. No, I know people talked about 2021 that way, that it was just kind of a there was no standout. And then 20 was it? 2022 no it was the other way around 2021 was godzilla Godzilla. it was just obvious and then 2022 was kind of a huh you know who's and i i'm in that i see what you're saying because honestly this year the um you know twippy like pin of the year i don't know i genuinely don't know there's no 
Um, it'll probably be Foo Fighters just because Stern's the biggest. There's probably the most out there. It's the game most people have played. Mm-hmm. But I get it. I, I, yeah, I see what you're Yeah, those are solid, um, solid surprises. Yeah. Josh, what surprised you? Scott stole mine with Texas Pinball Festival and the releases, you jerk. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, sorry, man. Nope. Yeah. I actually did have another. Uh, I think the biggest surprise was seeing uh, Barrels of Fun come out of left field with Labyrinth and the response to it and the professionalism mm-hmm. around that game for a first release. It's outside of probably Wizard of Oz, which I wasn't in the hobby when that released, so I can't really attest to that. But this has got to be the best like first game ever shown by a pinball company and i've seen handful of pinball companies start up in the last decade well it's almost like a two-part thing it's it's barrels of fun is a really big surprise Mm -hmm. the team that's there the people that are involved the way they've handled themselves the communication being you know outside things getting involved with you know tested that youtube video a gazillion views like um david van s being super responsive on pin side it's just like that company coming out of nowhere nobody knew it was coming and then they've been they've done everything right and then the second part of that is labyrinth like labyrinth is actually for a first game is really really good the Mm -hmm. layout's good the art is awesome they got good toys the build quality is i mean i've had one here i did not lift the play field one time that i had it here and that game was a show game. That was a game that already had hundreds and hundreds of plays from Chicago Pinball uh, Festival. Didn't lift a play field one time. So there's, yes, that that's a very, I will agree with that. Um, you can send your check to Joel at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, David knows. I <laughs> yeah, mean, he's already sent me. I mean, I streamed his game, you know, three times. So I've, that's at least, you know, so much. Partial money. ownership yeah. of the company Partial now, right? Of, yeah. I, I passed the stock. I just want stock. I just want <laughs> stock in the company. Okay, yeah. but little Jeez. known fact is that Joel's actually one of the heads of the trolls on the topper. Yeah. Yep. 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 Makes sense. This is true. <laughs> all right. No, that's good. That's a good, that's a solid surprise. Um, all right, Travis. Surprise us. All right. I got a surprise that I think you guys will all agree with. It kind of is a big surprise, but then kind of not when you really think about it. Um, I would say the amount of times that Stern keeps re-releasing games, including games that are last call. Yeah. Like that's surprising such as like stranger things wasn't last call, but there wasn't many that was sold Mm -hmm. back in like late 2019, early 2020. I think there was less than like 600, 700 premiums that even went out. Now they're all coming back. Um, I think guardians of the galaxy, the last call came out for that for over a year ago. And then they had a second last call for it. And then in August, they said that iron maiden was last call. And now there's actually a build date in 2024 for it. So that's not last call. And then on top of that, you know, coming out with these anniversary editions with Elvira, with Jurassic park, like it's that's, almost like they're killing the elite market. That's yeah, yeah. that's that's surprising. <laughs> like they've done they've done different editions, of course. You know, I mean, there was a 40th for Elvira, but I think it's just surprising seeing all that come all at once. It feels like like it's happening an avalanche in the past six months. It feels like more than the first yeah. two quarters of the year. It feels like it's all been on the back end of 2023. And it's yeah. kind of I don't, I don't know if it's throwing the market into total chaos just yet, 
but that's interesting. And then the bigger surprise too with that is closing out games. I was very surprised by that. Was not expecting that at all. You're saying selling games, selling those turtles, like close out, like waving, M- yeah, yeah, waving okay. MSRP. Rush was yep. Rush shocked me because yeah, Rush shocked me. As that well. was still a okay. I understand the theme is for Tom and me and probably about 50 other dudes. Um, but it's, be, it's more than that. Dozens it won, of you. It won dozens. Like dozens. Game of dozens. the year. Yeah. So that's yeah. like. No, it did win. 2000 to that. Speaking of Twippy, it did win game of the year last year. And it, it was a very solid effort. And the code was great. The layout was, was still good. It was still, it was challenging, but it was good. But it really shocked me that they, man, I don't know who ran more, the original Stranger Things run or Rush run. Oh. Because it, well, it, it, it would have to be Rush, I would think. Uh, yeah. However, I don't feel yeah. and it was a better receptive game. And considering that it's not like it came dead on arrival, it was very, the reception was uh, out of proportion with the theme. And yeah. so I, I was, I was pleasantly surprised that it was a great game and a theme for me, but they didn't keep running it. And that, that surprised me. It kept getting relegated behind um, Elwin's next rebuild. Yeah. Yeah. No supply and demand, I guess. Well, absolutely. I think what's interesting, I mean, Travis, you're saying the fact that, you know, some of these games are still making them. I, I think part of that though, is, you know, a lot of the games that are currently available are all in stock. Like so many distributors have so many games in stock. So it's surprising that it's like, there's already a good list of options, but guess what? Stern's going to make old games again too. So let's add to those options. And that's going to be tough from a distributor standpoint, because now you have, We've talked about dynamic pricing before, how there isn't any. So it's like you've got just this banger of a pin, like a Godzilla or a, or a um, Jurassic Park, and that's having to go up against um, whether it's Rush, Turtles, or Venom. Venom you know, yeah. like how do you? Or I remember when they announced Venom, there were still LEs. There, there still are LEs in uh, in distributors' hands. So distributors are holding on to these venoms. There's a lot of LEs. Yes. In distrib- I stared at them just the other day. There's a lot. Yeah. Are you are you trying to intimidate them? You know, get out of here? No, yeah. I'm trying to convince people they need to start buying it because daddy needs a new car. Yeah, so you, please. You said, I remember it came out, that it was like the day that Jurassic Park 30th edition came out. You're like, what? Like that game is beloved. Yep. And it's an LE, a second version of an LE all the bells and whistles, all the prettiness, and it's the same exact price as a Venom LE that's sitting here. And Elvira. And Elvira. Elvira. I told you guys immediately, Venom is DOA. Like, that's it. That's that's it. And we've had that before. Like, I've I've shown people pins in our showroom and people that are brand new to pinball, and they look at Godzilla, and they're like, why is this so much different than the other ones? Mm -hmm. Like, they can tell. Yeah. You know, and people, people aren't dumb with their, with their eyes. Like we talk about, they can tell what looks interesting to them, you know? So people I, I aren't dumb with I their don't. eyes, but, but what well, are, I'm saying people, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I know, I know. It just, I get uh, yeah. Especially if they look at Tom, they're not dumb with their eyes. They're doing the mm. right thing. Look at Tom. Oh, oh boy. But yeah, that's, that's, that's like my biggest surprise. Video, it's the constant releases and combined with the closeout. Like yeah. I was shocked that Star Wars the pin yeah got a closeout price because it's Star Wars. It's, so still, it's still selling actually. Oh like, my yeah. god! Yeah. 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 yeah, like we yeah 
I, I mean, I can't get into specifics. So I'll just say from my end, I'm very surprised that a lot of the, the only one I'm not surprised of is Ninja Turtles. Like when mm. I see that, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. <gasps> For a rock pen though. <laughs> like, sorry, Turtles, though, I will say though, I, what I have enjoyed is the fact that the price of turtles has come down. I've actually had people reach out to me that finally pulled the trigger on one and they like it. They're like, yeah. this game's hard. I, you understand it's hard, but like the code is good. Like it is a fun game. It is a, it really once is. you get in the house, instead of going to, going on to a bar and losing a dollar quickly and being like, screw this game. Now it's in your house. Now it's time to dive in, figure out the shots. It's actually a very fun game. So I, I do think, more people are experiencing it now that it, they're on like clearance. Um, but Tom, do you still have your turtles or you sell it? Yeah, I still have. Yeah. See, there's, it's a good game. It's, I don't know. I, I, I'm glad it's being talked about or people are playing it now, maybe even for the first time. Okay. At I least do. you're finding a bright side in the closeout pricing. Okay. I do have a follow-up though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Considering we have had another year of sales in pinball and a year ago, you were still having a hard time finding games. Um, does it surprise you that now, if you want a game, it's available. If you want a game at a discount, it's probably available. If, like, does that surprise you that in a year things turn so quickly? And what does that say to the overall health of the industry? Um, I know Travis could talk about this a long time. This is what he this is what he thinks about all day. It's um, it's I think it comes down to how much do I want to say publicly and give away all <laughs> right. the sauce. And so so yeah. that's why I just throw it out. I mean, this is obviously yeah. Travis's bit, like day job. Like this is this is our hobby. It's Travis's day job too. But you can we can all have a a gut feel about how the market has changed in the last year, and and I, we can talk freely about it. But I'll I'll take. I'll take the first lead on this. It surprises me at how quickly it changed. It didn't, uh, it seemed like over about six months, we went from got to get a game, got to get a game to, you know what, hold, you, you can wait. And maybe if you hold off, you can get it. So this makes me concerned about the overall state of the industry, because if, if buyers who used to be, historically have been le and premium buyers which i would argue that tom and i have been in that category tom actually see i see a lot of le's behind him that yeah (laughs) if we man humble brag um (laughs) if if i have started shrinking back and saying you know what i used to be an le i'm probably more of a premium buyer and mm, maybe i'm a premium used buyer now you are eroding the people who are willing to buy a game. This is the car market, right? You're you're eroding the people who are willing to buy a car, take the hit because that's how the industry works. You shouldn't be able to sell um, used things for more than new inbox things because that tells me a margin is left on the table. Um, but if you if there is a segment of the population who are eroding, and I know I'm a small segment, but is that enough to concern the industry? Because it is a supply and demand market. And if the supply is way outstripping what demand is, then does that have a ripple effect back toward manufacturers, back toward their ability to, they they built these huge manufacturing facilities and 
do they have to pump the brakes on what their facilities are because they're putting out too much? They still have overhead. They still have standards. They still have to pay the electrical bill every, every month. They still have to pay the rent every month. And what does that do for the next one, two years of the market? Because I'm concerned. I'm concerned that we are going to see some companies and probably some dealerships that are going to be in crisis and are not going to be able to meet their overhead and may have to close doors. I would say that that's pretty much spot on. I mean, I've been telling you guys, I know in our triple drain chat, I've been saying it since what summer Mm -hmm. of 2022, like you can see it coming. And that just comes from looking at the analytics, seeing what people are searching for, seeing what the consumer habits are, you could see it coming at some point because obviously raw materials and everything catches up. I think what's going on with pinball is that there is something that's foundationally broken on the, the, for the end consumer. Like it's, it's obvious it's there and there's a lot of variables that are going into that. That's both on the manufacturers, it's on the dealers and it's on consumers. I think it's very much, it's, it's like a whole Venn diagram of everything happening at once. And I think it's a cumulative thing. It's not just like one single thing that why it's happening. It had to build a lot over time. And I think it, it just goes back to like, you're talking about LEs, Scott, right? And I know Tom, you've discussed LEs too. So it's kind of like, I think what pinball has really kind of lost out on recently is that their core offer, which always should be the LE in general to help push all of the products. I think they've kind of lost it with that. They've kind of lost the narrative with that being their core, their core offer, such as understanding how to increase demand. Like it's not just the supply and demand. You have to know how to increase the demand for your product. And that goes with just like, why, why is it valuable to somebody, right? You have to have a perceived value. And when you look at it, when it comes to LEs, you got three different types of people, right? You got the ones that are going to be all in on every LE. You got those that are going to be on the fence about an LE. You got those that are completely out, right? So number three doesn't even matter. But how do you get number two back in? How do you get people to stop filtering from number one to number two? They were always buying every LE and now they're just on the fence. That's what's happened. So your core offer always has to come down to increasing demand and then controlling supply. That's what you have to do. So I think obviously if we go back down to 500, I think things kind of ride its ship a little bit, but we're very much dealing with an industry that is entirely built around price sensitivity. It's all about finding the lowest possible price for a premium product, find the free shipping, find it tax-free, and you keep doing that for a premium product over and over and over again. Guess what happens when you have to hike up the price? Mm -hmm. You get pushback. And those people are out. If they're buying a product, if their whole entire value prop for a product is pricing, you're going to lose long term. That's just what's going to happen. It's just like the pros and premiums. They didn't even keep up with inflation from what the prices were in 2015, 2016. And the industry has no idea that that even happened. They still look at the premiums and they think it's too much. It's actually premiums should be closer to $10,000. God's honest truth. Pros should be closer to $7,800. And people don't realize that that's where the material's at. So it's like, how do you come back from that? And I don't know. I don't know if it's possible because you have to sell out the LEs, right? To make your pros and premiums. 
even more desirable for people, right? The people that are on the fence about it, that weren't going to get the LE anyways, what happens psychologically if you see that those, the LEs sold out day one? Like it's a frenzy, oh, right? Yeah. Everybody starts talking about that's, and we're not seeing that, right? So it, we have no way to extend out the lifetime of these products yeah. anymore without that. We, we severely need that. I would, I no, that's all really well said. What I, um, yeah, what I will say is from a distributor standpoint or not a distributor from a, from a manufacturer standpoint, you obviously need to push the value of what you're doing. Um, not once again, to shill, cha-ching, um, Elton John, what, what I am seeing here is like, this has everything. It has rad cows. It has art blades. It has a topper. It's all installed. It's all there. It's all ready to go. So I understand $12,000 is a lot of money, but at least I feel like it's there. And that's something that when you barrels of fun did this really well for that game to be fully loaded speaker lights, everything. It's like, okay, I'm getting value or feel like I'm getting value. Spooky does it too. So we've talked before, it would be awesome if Stern stepped up the LE a little bit, made it not only do less of them, but also put more in it, make it a little more something. Um, but, then the, but then the price goes up. Right. Yeah, hopefully they can dance around. I don't know. But then distributors, what can a distributor do? That's where it sucks. When you're talking about trickling up, you know, previously Stern, they were selling all their games to all the distributors. They didn't care. All the distributors, gimme, 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 go, go, go. Well, now all of a sudden there is pushback from distributors like, I can't, I can't take it. I cannot take any more. That's where we're at now. So how do we help out the distributors? I see how Stern would do the clearance sales or allow there to be clearance sales to help distributors. I don't know that answer. Hopefully they can find out a way to appease. But the reality is there's a ton of distributors out there. Some of them, this was a hobby. This was a way that they could enjoy it, make a little money on the side. Not so much anymore. So unfortunately they may not they might not well, be around not only anymore. that, if you yeah. take that into it, yeah, that's where you end up in a situation to where a lot of people are flipping games and it's yeah. not flipping games for above MSRP. Mm. It's not yep. like yeah. if you go on any marketplace and you see the serial number blacked out or not available, yeah. that's a game that's most likely getting flipped. Yeah. And I mean, I know that kind of got out on some of the groups to where somebody was saying like Stern made them stop and stuff like that. And yeah, it's, if somebody is reselling games over and over and over again, it hurts the ecosystem mm -hmm. of yeah. that area. Well, not only that, it drives down pricing like crazy. Well, it's how not crazy, healthy for an industry. How crazy is it? Because you pointed this out to us the other day. What was it like a week or two ago? Some guy had openly admitted on a on comment section in Stern Pinball's, on Stern's Facebook on yep. their <laughs> Facebook saying he's like, yeah, I, I pretty much I I resell and flip from distributors. And I had to cancel so many orders because I can't flip them now or something like that. And it's like, you have a guy admitting he's not, he's breaking that up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We've talked about that too. When you see somebody post like, oh, I bought, I bought this game for a friend and, and now they don't want it. And it's like, here's the box not opened, you know, crossed out. Like I get, I mean, then that's, that happens. It's distributors buying games, reselling them at prices they shouldn't to somebody else so that they can legally resell because it's their game now however it's just it's just it is right. what it is so mm -hmm. um but it's it's kind of i don't know I, I would say as a pinball fan what can we do not talking travis this is a job but what can we do we can buy the games we want to buy we can mm -hmm. buy the games we want to buy um it is interesting you know when i got into the hobby turtles shortly after that came out and to me i was like why would you ever buy a new inbox game when you can get them cheaper used 
But the reality was a dream theme came out. I wanted it and I wanted it as soon as possible. So I actually splurged and bought it new in box. And at the time I knew I could always resell it and, and lose a little bit of money. We're kind of back at that point. Unfortunately, some games you're losing a lot more money than you want, but the, luckily you can trade stuff. Like I know Tom, you just recently traded away your Godfather, you know, stuff Goodbye, like that. Godfather. Yep. And it's crazy. You got James Bond, a game you had sold previously, mm-hmm. but like that game has come along okay. so much. Bond has but I got the yeah. premium version. Yeah. Yeah. Bond I actually, on. I have two friends who they both, uh, that, uh, we have pretty big collections and we're all within each other, uh, within a few miles of each other. And both of them bought one of them bought bond 60, didn't like it, sold it, bought bond LE, didn't like it, sold it for foo fighters then sold Foo Fighters to get the Bond LE back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, code, man. And and, and yeah. because the code has really come along, and uh, that does make it... Okay, a reality check. How much is a night out with your family, your friends? Yeah. How, yeah. how much is that typically? Okay, when you, when you factor in food, travel, all that kind of stuff, I'm guessing you're probably looking at 50 to 100 bucks. Oh, okay. more than Easy. that. Okay. Yeah. Fast, food, fast food is maybe like 75 soul. now. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but maybe soul, if I'm just, you know, hanging out with my buddy, what I'm bringing to the table. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe 50, you know, what, what you, and I'm talking like a, a decent, okay. It takes my family 60 bucks. If we even go through McDonald's drive through. Okay. Yeah. And so for us to say, well, okay. A night out with friends to a location, we're looking at food. If you're drinking, you're looking at drinks, you're looking at uh, all that kind of stuff. You're looking at easily dropping 50 to hundred bucks. And if you can't f- get into your mind, Hey, if I buy a game and have it in my home and even take a $500 loss from what I paid for it down there, that's still roughly five to 10 uh, evenings out with a friend. And if you get the same sort of level of enjoyment, then that's that's actually money ahead in my bank account. I, yeah. So I lost a lot more than five hundred on Godfather. I'm just <laughs> saying. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Now, now what are you? Okay, that was a Ferrari, as we know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but how do you, Tom? How do you feel about that? Like, uh, you, so you lost you lost a decent chunk of money on Godfather. Are you like there, I'm there's out, a lot I'm of other buying. games where I'm way ahead, Joel? Yeah. So exactly. So you're not like at bur- least at I, this point in time. But do you have any like ill will towards JJP or like no, any reservation no, to buy another game? Like, yeah, maybe some. I mean, maybe a little bit. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't want to keep buying games and take a four thousand dollar loss. Yeah, I think it. I think it really comes down to right? how. Yeah, no, how well, quickly with the, with the atmosphere, just like we talked about, yeah. when you train the majority of consumers to be price sensitive. Yeah. It's damn near impossible to have an expensive premium product last a long time in those conditions. You yeah. know, it, I I understand the difficult. games are going to, you know, you buy a new inbox game, you're going to lose some value. Um, like Scott was saying, 500, 1,000 bucks, maybe even 1,500. But if you're talking like three to $4,000, that's, that's a, a That's good a bigger chunk. deal. That's a bigger deal. That That's like a pretty damn good bally williams game uh maybe a b title mm-hmm. that's know, not that's or, not 14 right there yeah you know something exactly so you know you're talking about a whole pinball machine well you uh 
you know, if I, you want to do the, I can uh, afford that loss. Yeah. Okay. But four grand. I, I don't is, know if so. everybody in pinball can. No. Have, yeah. Well, Tom, Tom's hit the nail on the head right here because think about it, guys. If we get back to what a core offer is for a product, right? Increase the demand for it. So if you don't have an extreme amount of demand for a game that's already expensive, what's yeah. going to happen to that price mm -hmm. very quickly? Yep. It's going to okay. bottom out fast. And if that keeps happening to people that are always in at the mm -hmm. beginning and they yeah. start to get tension and friction and they're not wanting to keep losing that much money, what are they going to do? They're going to stop buying new in box. Right. The whole yeah. thing comes to a screeching halt. Yeah. 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 I, like you're saying, Travis, maybe the numbers of LEs need to be dramatically. Yeah. Increased. You have to change something. And a lot of it is too, is who, who are selling these games? Are you trying to sell just on Facebook, a 12 to $15,000 product? Yeah. Like, are you yeah. marketing it to as many people as possible that are searching you on Yahoo, Google, YouTube, wherever you could. Did you right? just use They're, Yahoo as a search? Yeah. Okay. Hey, Google. That's a little, Bing. Yeah. <laughs> how, about, how about your AOL keyword? What's yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, so if you have, if you, okay, here's just quick business 101, right? Right. If you are not readily accessible on a Google search result in the top 10, when random guy, girl hops in, types in pinball, sales or buy pinball machine if you're not top 10 then you have a very niche market and you are you are definitely in the mom and pop this small potatoes category and if you are wholly relying on a single uh, avenue to market or sell your product then you should be very concerned uh, the okay a quick analogy right now there's been a lot of stories about Disney kicking out people who are third party hosts. So people want to go to Disney World. They don't want to spend the $500 an hour that Disney charges to have one of their hosts take them around. And so there have been these third party hosts that have kind of in that gray market, the, the blacked out serial number market. Where, I should have thought of that. Damn. Yeah, yeah where, where they get hired out and they go for like 150 bucks an hour or, or something like that. Yeah. And it, there's been a big news story lately that they have gone and they've tried to badge in their annual pass and they get, you know, blue circled, which means, hey, there's something wrong. And they basically flagged them for trespassing and kicked them out of the park. Wow. Yeah. And, and so this has been a this has been a big news story because a lot of people all of their eggs are in that basket. That is all they do. They, Disney is their life and they want to just go and host and hey, if they can make $1,000, $1,500 in a day, go gathering people around, fine. But once Disney looked at that and said, yeah, we're not letting you do that anymore. What are they going to do? They can't just say, hey, we're going to do the same thing for Knott's Berry Farm for, for Six Flags. You know, it's just not going to happen. So if this is my long way of saying if the only way you're selling a premium product is on Facebook, you should be very concerned about your business. Yeah, I was, um, that's a really good point. I, that's crazy about Disney too. I, that's crazy. But, um, just because all I'm talking about is Elton John. Um, uh, what I think is interesting is this game's not selling right now, but is this, is it because people think JJP, 
you buy it, you're going to immediately, the moment you buy a JJP game, you're out two grand. Like people have that idea. Like, is this going to be the hottest used pinball machine? Like as soon as people go to sell this, like, are there people that are like, I'm in when I get a used one for two grand less? Mm-hmm. Possibly, but look, yeah. look at, look at, I mean, yeah, maybe you're doing like the pirate scenario where, okay. you know, these things are 20 grand or whatever. Yeah. But look at Godfather. I mean, Godfather didn't sell that great, to my yes. knowledge. And, and Toy Story. It's, yeah, Toy yeah. Story. JJP, the number one thing is price. Uh, it's yeah. the perception of... Exactly. It's basically, uh, if you're comparing their version, and I know they have bells and whistles, and they probably have a little bit more build of material than maybe a Stern. However, for the end user, the perceived value for a an an le or premium or platinum or whatever it's going to be let's just say the platinum version of a jjp game the equivalency is the premium version of a stern and so people are going to equate those prices and unless there's something that takes you beyond the premium version and whether or not that's fun quality whatever then people are going to generally go to the lowest uh, price point and you have to say Absolutely. the best option right now with jj with jjp is probably elton john it's probably elton john that's probably their best game right now and you add okay should i get that or should i get a godzilla which is the best offer with stern yeah so the I'll, price I'll difference something to that okay go ahead Scott. no just it also availability of getting the game Sure. Yeah. Be- yeah. Because JJP, I mean, they're they're good at getting games out the door, but they don't do it like Stern. I mean, Stern yeah. gets them out quick. Yeah. So so that's another thing. Well, to tag onto that, I have a buddy here locally that he has been on. He's been in on uh, Scooby Doo since day one, but he didn't get the Bloodsucker edition. He got the standard edition. Whoa, so he's at one the of end five. of the line. One of five. Yeah, he's yeah. at the end of the line. And he, here he is, he hasn't like what I, what I, I feel so bad for him because he, anytime over the last probably six plus months, he could have gotten a used Scooby-Doo Bloodsuckers edition for cheaper than what he is prepared to pay for, for his standard edition. Right. But he's trying to be like a loyal person. Like Mm -hmm. I I said, I was going to buy it. I'm going to buy it. But when you have games like this, it's just, what do you... Don't do it. it like, I, I will I tell anybody out there, as somebody that sells games, don't be loyal to something that costs you money in that way. You know what I mean? Because sure. we're, we're all here to make a profit. Like, yeah, I love pinball and all that, but we have to sell, right? To stay in business. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to love pinball while being unemployed. So it just doesn't <laughs> work like that. So yeah. I would always recommend to everybody out there, like, don't feel a sense of loyalty to anything other than your family, like do what's right for you. Don't feel forced to spend thousands upon thousands of dollars. If it ain't right, it ain't right. Don't be afraid to walk away. I mean, that's the main thing. Like, and I say this as somebody that sells these things. Like I don't want anybody to ever feel pressured that just because they do have a non-refundable deposit that there's just no way out, you know, and they got to buy this pen or like, I've heard of people taking on a bunch of pens like in debt, with credit cards uh, that are yeah. 15, 20% interest. It's like, wow. on, you know, it's yeah, like, let's, let's keep this under control. You don't have to be forced to yeah. do anything. Don't but put yeah, yourself that's, in the poorhouse. 
Right, exactly. Well, Joel, you do touch base, though, on what gets dangerous for these things. And that's where, you know, it's tough for Spooky, that it's obvious that they want everybody to funnel up to the CE, right? You can yeah. look on their website mm -hmm. and you get that feeling when you see what the cabinets look like for both, you know, TCM and for Looney Tunes. It doesn't look anywhere near what the CE is mm -hmm. for the Bloodsucker and for the Standard. And plus, you're all the way on the back of the end of the line. Yeah. Right. So they're obviously wanting to funnel everybody up there. So that's just it's interesting to see the different types of companies, how they go about getting people to buy their top the line product and buy a lot of it. Yeah. You know, because I think I think we just see vast differences from how JJP does it, how Spooky does it and how Stern does it. Like they're three incredibly different companies. It, it yep. is, Spooky probably should have mixed that up a little bit. That's why Stern does a little bit of a get the pros out there get them quickly, get them out, then do LEs. But they've started mixing them up and doing like a little bit of pros, a little bit of LEs, a little bit of premiums. And so they are catering to all the market because it's one thing having the the product available that, uh, versus, uh, okay, you can get the awesome thing two years down the line. It, it basically is unavailable. Let's make yeah. that unavailable. So, yeah. well, But we're also trying to compare strategies between, you know, Stern and Mass manufacturer of pinball versus spooky who's literally a boutique pinball company that's in the name boutique so you can't call spooky a boutique anymore i'm sorry i mean they're they're putting out as many games as jjp is i i would they're putting out a lot they're doing well i mean they're, they're yeah but but i mean i'm just saying compared to stern it's hard to oh, say. Oh, of course. That. Well, okay. no you one could say the same thing about exactly. American or JJP. CGC. I mean, yeah. CGC. Yeah. CGC probably makes the Stern, least of all those. Stern's the giant, man. I mean. They, well, they, they do it right, releasing their pros when they do. Because yeah. you see all the launch parties. That's very, like, strategic marketing to yeah. get it on location, advertise get it, it, get as yeah. many people playing the game and talking about it. Badges. Yeah. Well, so, it's, I think I would... Go ahead, Josh. You're oh, right. I was just going to say, I think to wrap it all up with what you guys are saying is like, it's going to be an interesting going, interesting year going into 2024 because of, because of everything that we've talked about. Like we're, we're a premium luxury item, yet we have, you know, basement bargain buyers trying to drive down the price as much as they can so they can get it on clearance. And it's a really weird dynamic. And, and it seems like the manufacturers are feeding into that with closeout deals and stuff like that and just not positioning themselves right going into a few like and it's really weird to me too because like stern has been doing this for 30 plus years now like they've been through the ups and the downs of all this i mean 2000s almost closed the door but like we're kind of back to that point of like what is 2024 going to bring market wise when we have so many that are refusing to buy now because you know they're just ripping us off versus uh you know that's i'm just sorry i'm saying that as i'm not saying that as loser kid i'm saying that as like that's the comments i read you're online. projecting yeah. you're projecting yeah. what the yeah. what the buyer's saying in their mind correct and so uh it's it's just a really we've created a really weird environment going forward for pinball and it's gonna yeah. be interesting to see who sustains and, and and who ends up having to close door not, not only distributors and dealers but if manufacturers can even weather this and i already see that some of them really can't i, I I'm not going to start pointing fingers. We don't have time for that. So, sure. 
I mean, I will say 2023, it's, it's been a fun year. It's been a good year. There's been a lot of pinball, a lot of pinball that's been putting out in 2023. Um, I do think all the companies are kind of pushing each other to be the best that they can. Um, are all these companies still going to be around in 2024 at the end of 2024? I don't know, but are all the distributors still going to be around? I don't know. But as a, as somebody who's, who's really into pinball and loves pinball, luckily there's a lot of games out there that you can buy. You got a lot of different options. You can buy them new, you can buy them used. Um, it's still there. Where would you buy those games at Joel? Uh, who's paying, who's paying me? Is, I don't. Uh, well, this is where you just say flipping out. Flipping out oh, flipping yeah. out yeah. pinball. Yeah. I mean, jeez, what? Yeah. I, 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 I literally lost a check. A I know. I just my commission check misses. is just. Yeah. He just looks at me. He's like, I don't know if I'm going to yeah. say it. Okay, loser kid is sponsored by flipping out. There we go. There we go. There we go. The loser kid portion is brought to you by flipping out pinball. Contact Zach and Nicole Mini at flipping out pinball. Bye bye bye. Ding. Bye bye bye. I but I'm just saying it's uh if if though if if part of this hobby though is a is a thought of this is I do this and I get to make money while I do it, you might you might need to like readdress that. This never is, buy yeah. a pinball machine expecting for it to hold value. Yeah, sure. Like that that's what yeah. I would recommend yeah. anybody. Even if you buy an LE, like if somebody if you bought a pinball machine from somebody and they've told you yeah this will hold its value for yeah. you like. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust it. And it's not to say it can't, yeah. there's certain variables where it can, but don't have that be your driver because guess what happens there again? Right. You're so sure. price focused. You want to buy low, you want to sell high, you want to go back and forth. Like it's meant to be a toy yeah. for adults. That's not a triple X adult toy, except for Tom, probably at some point, <laughs> Tom's but, a still, toy. <laughs> but still, you know, it's Triple a, it's a toy for us to play with. And so it should be played. And I get it. There's people that buy the LEs. It's an art thing. It's a flex thing. And it stays in their, in their man cave and all that. And we've seen that tons of times, but when you look at premiums, you look at pros, you look at everything else, like just buy them to play, mm-hmm. have fun and buy it when the time's right for you. The time's right for you is to buy new in box. And you happen to be the type of buyer that, needs free shipping there's companies out there for yeah. you if you're the type of buyer that wants to wait till it's used yeah there's plenty of opportunities out there too if you're the type of buyer that just needs it immediately no matter what yeah there's dealers out there for you with that also yeah. i mean that's the beauty of it i think i think another thing too is we need to keep in mind like the sky's not always falling like i think a great example of this is yeah. bond bond had to been like one of the roughest out of the gate releases but almost a year later it's being it received very well. People are loving it and people are loving where the code has went, but it took about a year for us to get to that point. So mm-hmm. I get you. I get you. Well, let's, um, we're approaching the two hour mark. This is super long for you guys. I know loser kid, you guys are really good at that. At one, uh, what I love is the feedback that we get triple drain. Some people are like, can you make a longer podcast? And they're dead serious. They're dead We've serious. Four hours. Yeah. And then yeah. there's other people around. that are like, I, I can't, you've, it's too, whatever. So it is what it is. Uh, let's go ahead and plug it up. Uh, Scott and Josh, if you want to go for it, plug away. We are loser kid pinball podcast at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of us there or on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, sorry, X, uh, whatever else, uh, YouTube hit us up at loser kid pinball. Leave us a comment. We've, we've received a lot of great positive comments out of all the shenanigans these last two weeks. There has been a couple negatives, um, but I want you to understand like it's like a, a 10 to one. And so uh, just there's there's a lot of people that want to sp- speak their mind, but they they just can't, I guess, or they don't want to. Or, or Yeah, 
Anywho, be, but the po- point being is, if you want to hit us up, that's the way to hit us up. Be safe. Be positive. Thanks. No stabbing yeah. anyone. <laughs> uh, Travis, plug away. My camera worked. He did it. The whole he did entire it. time. He did it, guys. He did it. Who had well, the bet that, for full show? Oh, I have it no one here. Mirror. Wow, okay. we all lost. Actually, Josh, you lost because your camera yeah. fell. Imagine yeah. how Elwin feels right now. Yeah. Yeah. If this is what, that's what it took. It took getting one of the greatest pinball designers of all time on our podcast and Travis just <laughs> falling apart for him to everything. step up his game yeah. and figure out how to actually He's, use this. You know what? He actually said, get, yeah. get behind me, boys. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, is that your point? Oh, yeah. That- L- listen to us on Triple Drain Ball Podcast, too. Forgot to that's plug that. That's actually a valid plug, though, because yeah. people are hearing this on Loser Kid. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 And Loser Kid. Listen to Loser Kid Podcast. And... Come over to my neck of the woods, YouTube, the pinball company. Just wa- watch some stuff on there. I'm not going to yeah. sell you anything. Just just watch the videos. You guys Chill. will get me a Christmas bonus or something like that. <laughs> so. yeah. Chill. Yeah. Wonderful. Tom, plug. Away. Uh, Fox City's pinball. Hey, All the I like it. Yep. Okay. And what does Fox City's do? We stream pinball. Okay. Teach you how to play. It's a lot sure. of tournament streams. He does it incredibly well. Tom's way too humble. If you Five, if you want to watch good people, hours yes, the last yeah. year six hundred. Six hundred. I even forgot it was six hundred. His YouTube. He throws up past. To, he, he just subscribe to him on YouTube. There's a lot of good content there, and then also live watching on Twitch. He's partnered. They do, he does a fantastic job with all the tournaments he streams. He is yeah. the best partnered tournament streamer in Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> hands down. Hands, hands down. down. Hands down. Hands down. Yeah, and uh, I am Joel. I do the flipping out uh, pinball stream every Wednesday night from ten to midnight Eastern Standard Time. Check us out on YouTube. All of our past streams are there from this year, uh, and then obviously here on Triple Drain. I think we're all on Silverball Swag. Check us out for merch there, both Loser Kid and Triple Drain. And um, what I will say, guys, is this was a lot of fun. Everybody have a ha- all of our listeners. Thank you for being a listener. Everybody have a wonderful and fantastic holiday. Uh, it's been a great year, and. Um, Yeah, Tom, like always, you get the last words. I got to go get Neil. Bye.